morning. How are you guys doing this morning? That was horrible. You guys are horrible this morning. I know, look, I'm tired too, but that doesn't give you an excuse to, we'll start over. Good morning. How are y'all doing? That's so much better. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Wayne. Uh, my, name, my name is Wayne. I'm the student pastor here at the table. I kept this up here because my back hurts and just, if I sit down, know that I'm in pain and pray for me. Um, but uh, I'm so glad to join uh, you this morning and be able to teach uh, this morning. Uh, but before we get into the message, just a couple quick announcements. This, this week, Wednesday, uh, is our first Wednesday of our new Formed. Uh, if you would like to be a part of Formed, uh, Bill's going to be leading that class at 7 o'clock uh, in the kids' building. Um, you can also uh, register and watch online if you'd like. Um, also, this Wednesday is our summer kickoff for our students. Um, and we're really excited about that. We're watching the weather. But if you're a 6th through 12th grader, a current, or if you just finished 6th through 12th grade, we'd love to have you or, or your student um, come and hang out with us. We're not going to have service, um, but we're going to have a cookout and some other fun stuff to do. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but man, I'm, I'm excited to uh, teach today's message this morning. Um, I know this is an exciting time for students. Um, last night I went to a graduation uh, and I'm just thinking about what it you know, meant to be, for those of you who are no longer students, but you can think back to what it was like for you. Summer is here, right? Like this is like the best part of your year. Like it's like Man, it's really an exciting time. And I remember being uh, an, just finishing eighth grade, going into ninth grade, and thinking, man, I finally, like, summer is here. I made it. I'm out of middle school. And then the next day or the next week, uh, summer workouts started. And I remember thinking, like, wait, I didn't agree to waking up at 6 a.m. and going to this workout. And, and, and for us, our workouts were called the Adams Course. Now they're called performance course. And we had this dude named Yancey. And Yancey, I don't know, I don't think these still come on, but like when I was in high school, like the world's strongest men competitions would come on ESPN like really late. And everybody was like, like seven, four, like just huge guys. And they would li lift these boulders. And like, that's what like Yancey was like. Yancey was one of those guys who just looked like he like could be in those competitions. And so as an eighth grader going into ninth grade, I was real afraid of Lancey, or Yancey. Like, everything that he said, I was like, absolutely, I'll do it, whatever you say. But Yancey was trying to, his job was to try to equip us to, like, work out. And his goal was, he said he wanted us to be set apart from the other teams that we would play. And so he would push us as far as we could go because he believed that what he was doing was helping us be set apart. And, and one of the things that Yancey would do is we had to run these things called gassers. And so you start on one side of the football field. And you run to the other, you touch the line, and then you run back, and it's under a certain amount of time. And I remember just like that, like that sixth or seventh gasser just being like, man, this is too hard. And so I just like didn't go all the way to the line, and I just went, and then I went back, and like I saved myself like, like half a step. And so I just went back, and I you know, made the time, and then like Yancey stopped practice, and he just said, if you, if you cheat your team by not touching the line, you cheat yourself. And you're going to be a terrible husband and a father. And just started, like, he didn't really say those things. But he really, he really just like what he was trying to do was like mold us and to make us think like there is a better way to go. There's this idea of, of people who are willing to work hard and do what is right and take the road less traveled. We're starting a brand new series uh, today called The Road Less Traveled. Where my hope, our hope is to equip you in living the life of Jesus, living as Jesus has called us to. Jesus paints a clear picture for us who are believers on how to live and, and what to do. And we hope today, starting today, to allow for you to know like where it is and how it is that you're supposed to go. 
that we're supposed to do. So I'm going to pray um, for today. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for you. Thank you for loving us, um, desiring us, Lord. Thank you that you gave of yourself so that we could have life. Jesus, I hope that there, if there's anybody in this room or watching online that has yet to say yes um, to you, to your truth, to the good news that you died for their sins and you rose three days later, Lord, that they would, they would find themselves submitted to you. And realizing what that means now is not just an eternal thing, but it is a, a, an everyday living our lives for you. God, I pray that you would uh, speak through, through me tonight or today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. How many of you guys have ever heard the, the saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Let me see your hands. Which one of you taught my three-year-old? Like those of you who raised your hands. Like my three-year-old is, he's that, he's that. He, I love him, um, but he is, he's, it's, it's better for him to ask for forgiveness than permission. He, this is just, and he's not, he's not like doing like big time things yet, like, and hopefully he never gets there, but right now we're just like standing on the trash can in the pantry standing or to get to the third shelf so that we can get the chocolate almonds down. And then he's like, wait, what? I didn't know that I couldn't do that. And so I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I'm like, yeah, buddy, I will. And then, or it's like, this is why you like, I hit my brother. I didn't know that I couldn't do that. And so he's like, and, and just this, this consistent, like asking for forgiveness. And I'm glad that he knows he can come to us um, before asking for permission. Here, here's the reality. I want to give some of us permission and, and it's not I don't have the ability to do that, so I want to give, to relay to you from the Lord that you have permission to live like Jesus. I think for so many of us, we think um, that's for someone else. But if you are a believer in Jesus, if you have said yes to his grace and his good news, I'm giving you permission today and an obligation today to live like him. Today we'll be in Luke 9, verse, uh, verses 23 through 27, if you have your Bibles uh, you can turn there with me, Luke 9, 23 through 27. Uh, you can also visit our uh, version uh, app, and it'll be there or it'll be up on the screen. It says this, this is Jesus speaking. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but, you're, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Luke 9.23 is one of those that a lot of us have probably grown up in the church hearing. It's, it's a refrigerator verse. It's on, it's on coffee mugs to take up your cross daily and follow Jesus. But a lot of us may not really know what it means. And so today we're going to unpack what that means for us uh, just a little bit. And so I've got uh, four points, if, you have, if you're going to take notes, four points to, uh, to illustrate um, what this passage is saying. And, and the first thing that I say, think that it's saying is that Jesus leads by example. Right before these verses, Jesus actually lays out to his disciples what he is about to do, that he is about to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And Jesus tells them to prepare to carry their cross. And Jesus knows that like what he is about to do is to grow, go to the cross for the sins of the world. And so Jesus has this understanding, not just in this moment, but in his entire ministry with his disciples, that he has been leading them so one day that they would follow his example. What a great leader, right? I, I love 
uh, I think that there's a difference between a leader and a, and a manager. A leader is someone who is in the fire with you, not just someone who tells you what to do and gives you these assignments, but someone who has been through everything that they're asking you to do, and they're leading you through it. And that's, that's what's beautiful. One of the things that's beautiful about Jesus is that he wasn't just God sitting in heaven just giving us instructions, which he could have done and, and still would have been gracious and loving towards us, but instead he came to be with us, God, Emmanuel, in the, in the flesh. He came to be with us and to show us how to live, to experience what we do, and to do it perfectly, and to, to, to show us and give us an encouragement and a direction on how to do this. And so when Jesus tells them to carry their cross, it's not just someone just saying, hey, guys, you got it, but it's someone who is about to literally, physically carry his cross towards his death. And so this example that Jesus is setting is one that is greater than even he is calling us and his disciples to. He's saying, look, I want to lead you in this. I don't know if that gives you comfort, but it gives me comfort to know. One of my favorite things uh, that someone taught me a while ago was, you know, religion says that we have to work our way to God. Well, Jesus flipped that on its head and said, I'll come to you. And this example that Jesus has given us as, a, as, as, as one who has come and lived and served and, and, and seen people far past the margins is one that we should be um, following in that example. So that, the, the first point is Jesus leads by example. The second thing is um, it does not take a special person. It takes a willing person. And it doesn't take a special person. It takes a willing person. Um, I am not special. Now, for those of you who just amen in your head about me, um, that's rude and you're hurtful, but you're right. Um, but those of us who stand on this, this stage are not special people. Cody's not special. Melissa, Bill, none of us are special people, just people who willingly follow Jesus and follow what he has for us, the call that he has for us. And I think a lot of times people look at you know, leaders in churches and think, man, that's on them to really live their lives for Jesus, to really live, man, to make their decisions every single day to what it means to follow Jesus. But it's just not true. It's not just for us, but it's for all of us who are believers in Jesus, who are willing to, to say yes to him, who are willing to give their all for him. I think um, one of the things that I, um, one of the things as a student pastor that I, uh, like, I feel like student ministries, and man, I, I wasn't alive for, for a lot of the crusades that happened um, in the 70s and 80s, but I feel like we, we got this, this thing wrong, this element wrong. We would always tell people about Jesus and how good he is and how you can spend your eternity with Jesus, and it's great, and, um, and, and that, that is, that's all that it takes. Just say yes to Jesus, and that, that's true. Grace is there, like forgiveness is there, and that is absolutely true, but one of the things that we fall short in teaching people is what it means to count the cost in following Jesus. The willingness to actually live your life for Jesus because what, we, what, we, what, we, uh, what Jesus does on the cross for us is, is huge and it's major and it's not just for eternity, but it's for now, but we have to be willing to follow him. The language that is used here uh, when Jesus tells his disciples to carry their cross is a willing language. The, the disciples would have been familiar with what it meant to carry a cross, for someone to carry a cross, because that meant that they were being punished and, and on, on, on their way to death. The cross was something that was given to people. Not, not ever was the cross willingly took up until Jesus. 
Like, do you realize that, that Jesus wasn't just, like, given the cross, but it's why he came willingly for you? It's one of my favorite things about him. It's not just that he was able to go to the cross for my sins and yours, but that he willingly did it because of his love. And what he tells the disciples here is, look, you have to be willing to carry your cross. The, the cross is this, this barbaric form of, of, of torture. And Jesus to them is saying, willingly carry it. And they, they just have to be like, what, what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? And what he was saying to them is, listen, what, what has happened here is this exchange of, 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 of eternity, but not just eternity like when you, when you die, but this exchange of how you are called to live today. This idea of the road less traveled, Jesus came in everything that he did, uh, he flipped it on its head. He, he lived differently. He, he, they were expecting a, a, a politician and a leader who would lead in a way that was uh, like a king, but Jesus instead came as a servant. And he's saying to them, that is the way that you must live. That is the way that we must live. If you were going to live a life of the road less traveled, this is the call of Jesus. It doesn't take a special person. It takes a willing person. I love this, this thought of the disciples just knowing what, that, what, what it meant for them to have to, to carry and bear the cross. And what Jesus is saying here is, for those of you who are believers in me, I'm calling you to live as I live. For those of you who know me and know my goodness and experience my goodness, I'm calling you to live differently than the world. I'm calling you as you chase after me to, to, to put away with your will and your desire and what you think is best and to submit to me into the way that I have called you to live. I think there's so many of us who hear this and, and maybe in the past have heard this and haven't really thought that it was for us. We thought that it was for people who lead in churches and that, I mean, that's just the way that they're supposed to live. But as Christ followers, it is our obligation to live as he's called us to. So when he says, I, I remember growing up in college, uh, Matthew 6, 33, and then Luke 9, 23 were, were two uh, uh, verses that I, I, I put to memory. To pick up my cross daily and to follow after Jesus. And every morning when I got up, I had this, um, this cross necklace, and it was just like I was, you know, just beginning to live my faith. And so I, I would put this necklace on every single morning, and it was like this reminder for me to, to do as Jesus has called me to, to live, to do my best, guided by his spirit, to live as he has called me to. And I don't know if, if, if that is something that you need to do, but to set a reminder every single morning as you wake up to be a, a person who is willingly laying aside their, their, everything that their desires are and to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to live for you. The third thing, or the, the third thing that I want uh, for us to, uh, to hear is that what we get is better than what we give. What we get is better than what we give. About 10 years ago, there was this song uh, called Beautiful Exchange. And I just thought it was a great picture of this, uh, this, I, this, this truth of Jesus, is that Jesus gave his life for us, but in exchange for that, we have to give our life to him. And I think it, it just it, it spells out really clearly what it means for this Christian walk, what it means to follow after Jesus. Because like I said earlier, a lot of us think or thought, I mean, myself included, until I was 21 years old, I really thought that all I had to do was say yes to Jesus. 
And, and, and that is true for salvation. The Bible says that if you, if you uh, claim that Jesus is the son of God and that he was raised from the dead, that you will be saved in Romans 10 and 9. And so that is true. If you believe that, if you truly believe that he is the son of God, that you are saved. But Jesus said that I have come to, 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 for you to have abundant life. And so the reality is, is that I, as I follow after Jesus, I'm living life to the full. I'm, I'm taking the path on the road less traveled. And, and, and this, this idea of a beautiful exchange is that I have to give up like my life and receive from him. And I think a lot of people, especially as I talk to students, they think, well, if I, if I have to give up like what I want, then I, I feel like I'm going to not have fun anymore. I feel like everything's going to be really hard and really tough. And, 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 and just be, to be honest, from my experience, that just isn't the case. Now, now, there are tough times and there are hardships, but, man, I've experienced more joy and more peace and more fun as a believer walking after the things of God than I ever did at any other point in my life. But the reality is, 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 is this is true. What we get is better than what we give up. Because we, get, we do get an eternity with God, but we also get the peace of God that goes with us um, and, and the hand of God that guides us and the spirit of God who leads us into all things. And so I, I need for us to understand this is that the, the offering of, of our life to his, the Bible tells us to live our life as a living sacrifice for God. It is so much sweeter to walk with him and to know him and not just to claim that we are followers of Jesus, but to live life differently. As he commanded the disciples here to, to daily pick up our cross and chase after him and follow in his footsteps. And, and, and here's the truth. Here's the reality. Um, we cannot get to know his footsteps unless we get to know his word. We can't. A lot of people who, like one of, who, are, who are saying that, who, who are followers of Jesus, like they don't spend time in his word. And so they have this idea of maybe what it would look like, but really they, they, they have an opportunity to spend time intimately in his word and to read like what he has done and, and what he calls us to. Bill said this a few series ago, but it's just the, the, the fact is a lot of times we as believers get fixated on the cross and what he did on the cross, which is beautiful and we should be great, grateful and, and thankful but where we miss the life of Jesus. And the life of Jesus points us to serving people and loving people and reaching the lost and caring deeply for people and praying for, for those who are hurting and not just praying for them from a distance, but bringing them up close and to truly live as disciples and followers of Jesus. And we have to realize that what we get is so much better than what we give up. Because what we get, yes, it is eternal, and, and we don't even know all of the joy and the glory that waits before us. But what we get now is a life that models him, and, that, and hope is, is that as we model his life, more people will come to know him. More people will see the way that we live by his grace and by his uh, spirit guiding us, and they will say, man, what is it that's different about you? And we get to share the hope that we have in Jesus, carrying a cross is, is, is difficult and it's hard, but it's worth it. And the beauty in all of it is that this last point is that Jesus, he carries the heavy weight. When I think about um, like what he's done for us, 
And, and, and sometimes, just honestly, to live as a, a follower of Jesus, it seems kind of weighty. It seems kind of hard, especially in, in a world like in a year like the, the last year that we had. It seems very difficult as people are looking to you for answers and, 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 and a lot of the church is fighting against each other. And it just seems so weighty at times. And it's like, man, I don't. It's never, I never came to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can go on with Jesus. I don't know if I can keep pushing forward. But at some time, I just kind of wanted to stop carrying my cross. If I'm being honest with you, at some times, I just felt so heavy and burdened down and just didn't feel like that I could move forward in carrying a cross as he's called me to. And I just, I just wanted to, at times, just say, you know what, I'm just going to lay it down today. And those moments and times, by the grace of God, I would sit with God and just cry out to him, lament to him, and beg of him to pick up the cross for me. And, I, and, and here's what I know to be true. Because of what he did on the cross and the resurrection, that the heavy, the heavy lifting is already done. The heavy lifting for our eternity, he did that all by himself. But even in today, Jesus is carrying the weight. The Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us and helping us to go forward. On those days where I just didn't feel like I could take another step, the Holy Spirit would send somebody to encourage me. And it would, it would, it would breathe oxygen to my soul. The Holy Spirit would, 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 would guide me and lift me and remind me of what, what God says about me and remind me that he is equipping me as I read his word to, to live differently, to live set apart, to go and reach the line and not be afraid to, and, and not be tempted to cut corners, but to be as he has called me to be. And listen, I don't know if you um, daily spend time with the Lord and are guided by the Lord, but I, I do know for me as I do that, he, he, he equips me and he encourages me and he helps me or leads me and does the heavy lifting in my walk with him. And I, I know in this, this series and the road less traveled, our desire for you is that you would realize that it is better to be with Jesus. And not just as an eternal security, because, but that is a, a huge benefit, a huge part of it. But today, right now, to walk with him, to know him, to experience his love and his goodness on a daily basis, and, and to, to pick up the cross of Jesus, to carry it towards the things that he has for you. And I hope today that you feel encouraged to go out and to say, you know what? I'm going to start picking that cross up and following after Jesus. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you um, for your love. God, I thank you that your spirit convicted me um, at 21 years old that there was so much more. Uh, there was so much more than going through the motions in my faith. God, there was so much more than, than just attending church and thinking that was good enough. And, but because of you I, and, and your willingness and your desire to die for me and to be with me, that, that I could live a life daily submitted and surrendered to you. Jesus, thank you that you led by example and that you taught the disciples what it meant to to live and how they were to, to, to go and to walk and to serve people and to love people and to care for people. 
thank you that it doesn't take a special person. It just takes someone who is willing to surrender it all to you and to live for you, to be guided by your spirit. Thank you that you love us and that you see us and that you do the heavy lifting. Lord, I pray today that if anyone who is here that has yet to surrender their lives to you, that they would not wait. But today that they would, they would think about the cross and they would think about what it means for them and they would say yes and then they would begin to live their lives for you. I pray this in Jesus' name.